0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Fake Cast News. I'm your host, Dalton Miller. This will be a rundown of all the news that took place during the week that ended on 125 2014. You guys know how this goes. I'm going to read some small stories and build up to the bigger ones at the end. So let's get started. First things first uh, Tomb Raider, the definitive edition, kind of snuck out. It was supposed to release actually this coming Tuesday, and they started selling it early for ps4 and xbox one uh, the reviews are good they say it's the, pretty much the exact same game uh, but it's the pc version and they the only thing different from what i have seen is that they upgraded lara um, to have better facial features and a little better animations there but other than that uh... you're getting the pc game on ps4 and xbox one so if you waited now's the time to try it out uh... Pfft. Seems to be about the same game. Just want to make sure before I quote that, that it's to be the truth. And it is. Okay. Moving forward. Uh, Namco Bandai announced, uh, actually today, or no, yesterday, Friday morning, that they are changing its name from Namco Bandai to Bandai Namco. According to a brief announcement, this change would uh, unify, blah, blah, blah business talk, unif- brand unification and whatnot. Uh, I really don't understand why they would change it from Bandai or from Namco Bandai to Bandai Namco but whatever, I always thought Namco was a much bigger name, especially in the video game industry but I understand Bandai is a kind of a uh, has a breadth of um, relevance to multiple types of media so maybe that's what they're going for uh, kind of dumb but whatever Next thing, PlayStation Network. If you're planning on playing PlayStation in the U.S. from 9.30 a.m. to 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, uh, you might want to think that again because it's going offline for six hours. Um, The maintenance will take place in Europe between 5.30 p.m. and 11.30 p.m. So, yeah, uh, that kind of sucks. But whatever, you know, this is nothing new. They take the PSN down, they take Xbox down from, recent, from time to time to make upgrades, repairs, whatever. Patches. Uh, more PlayStation-y news. PlayStation Vita apparently is coming for Europe, to Europe and North America. Uh, there were some media and press invites sent out by Sony this week. It says you're invited to an exclusive breakfast briefing with PlayStation. Following the biggest launch in PlayStation history, join us for an introduction to the slimmest uh and that's gonna happen on thursday january 2014 from 9 to 11 a.m uh i'm gonna go ahead and say yes this is the announcement of the playstation slim or playstation vita slim coming to the u.s and europe and we all knew it was coming eventually it's been out in japan for about six months now um so yeah if you were waiting to get a playstation vita you know so you could have your, your choice of colors and whatnot then here's your chance we'll find out when it's coming exactly. Uh, thursday uh just a note for me I-, I love my position beat i think it's a great system and actually the game support has gotten better and better and of course I- i've bought a few things for it but being a psn member is, is just i can't recommend it enough if you have a, a playstation system ps3 or ps4 or pushes in Vita. It's totally worthwhile. I mean, not just for interconnectivity and multiplayer reasons, but just for the amount of games that they just let you have, essentially, for paying your $50 a year. I'm not quite sure how in longevity they're going to be able to keep up with that on the new system on PS4, but they seem to be backing it pretty well. But, uh, anyway, the Vita, I think you should totally get it if you have an interest in it. um, We'll see what the price point is for the the slim version, or if even the original takes a uh, gets a discount, but either way, now's the time. If you've been waiting, the next thing is Bound by Flame. Uh, it is a game that was announced this week and it appears to be a pretty generic fantasy RPG. Uh, I gotta tell you right now, first off, the trailer looks pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, the trailer looks pretty cool. And it may draw you in, but I don't want you to be wary of this one, people. Be very wary of it. It is being developed by a company called Spiders, and the only other thing I have known Spiders to do is Mars Warlogs, and it was claimed to be an action RPG just like Bound by Flame. And Mars Warlog sucked donkey cock. It was terrible. Uh, I reviewed it for FateOfTheGame.com. I think my review's there. If I'm not mistaken, I gave it a three. Uh, they kind of had a mixture of Batmany slash Assassin's Creed-y combat. I I, it wasn't even that. I'm selling those games short by even comparing it. It, it was basically just a, uh, a, blo- a block breaker punch and then a regular kit. And you just mix those two up. And there was counters, but they barely worked. So anyway, guys, Bound by Flame, be wary. Be very wary. Uh, check it out. Uh, there's plenty of coverage on it around the internet. I'll attach the trailer to this post though if you want to see it. Uh, Microsoft considering uh, maybe changing the price of their digital games. Now this is totally unconfirmed first off but secondly uh, I think it might be a little late for that maybe I don't personally I don't know Uh, maybe not for people who bought an Xbox One I'm sure they would say it's not too late. Um, But anyway, they're talking about revising the prices. And this came out from a a Reddit thread where people were talking about how much they hated the fact that digital games on Xbox Live were so expensive, far more expensive than a used copy of the game in your local game store. Um, I think uh, it would be a good move for Microsoft to reduce the price of their games just because of the fact that uh, Sony's kind of already done this, maybe not to the general public, but if you do have a PSN account, You can pretty much count on a discount on most of the games that you would want to play um, month over month. They seem to do a good job of that. Um, But who knows? I just don't see how they could uh, change those prices without affecting their retail sales. But I mean, again, you know, a lot of people stick to retail. I I know some of my friends on Twitter I talk back and forth with. They're holding on to those retail sales like you wouldn't believe. They just like to collect games. And uh, one of the most freeing things in my life was when i decided i was going to go all digital no matter what that was about a year ago and like my footprint as far as in my my game room is so much nicer i actually have room for all my toys which yes a grown man is allowed to have multiple things of toys Uh, so i have lots of toys now displayed on my shelves instead of a million green boxes and blu-rays and everything else Um, So maybe keep an eye out for Microsoft announcing something. But if I had to guess, they would not, honestly. Uh, It probably would come in as some type of kind of a slow burn. But you never know. If they get behind uh, the PS4 really badly, they'll make a big deal out of it. I promise. Uh, And that would be good for anybody who has an Xbox One. I promise. Uh, Let's see. Next thing is Kingdom Come Deliverance. This game got announced this week. And then a Kickstarter launched for it. Uh, and then two days later the Kickstarter met its goal $300,000 and the reason it was only going you know, to take $300,000 for this game which looks like a, kind of an open world version of War of the Roses uh, it's a third person RPG but it's, it's based in uh, reality like there's no dragons or magic or anything like that it's just a literal open world medieval RPG um, so it's probably going to come out around 2016 maybe before 2016 who knows But the Czech developer Warhorse Studios is behind this. And the reason, again, the money was so low that they were trying to make was they had a private investor who was interested in backing the game. But he wasn't sure that there was going to be a huge uh, outpouring of fans or players who would like to play a medieval RPG that had no dragons or fantasy elements. So this basically was to prove to that investor, which they did. So that game is coming. There's plenty of coverage. uh, They've got a little trailer here. Gameplay-wise, I'll attach that to the post for this news podcast. Next thing. Last thing, guys. Last thing. The biggest news of the week, in my opinion at least. Middle-earth Shadow of Mordor got a trailer finally. Gameplay. Straight-up gameplay. It walks you through a mission, or I guess a side mission technically. And it shows you one of the systems. It's pretty long. It's 8 minutes, 22 seconds. Again, I'll attach it to this post. I highly advise you to watch it it's very cool and it has a really cool system it's sort of kind of a procedural thing but not on the level that you're thinking as far as like the world building it essentially procedurally generates uh enemy characters named characters you know just like in an rpg you know you run into somebody with a name that's a badass and you better be scared of him uh but In this game, basically, you're going to have encounters with multiple different of those kind of elite or bad or, uh, you know, like next level types of enemies. And they may or may not survive the encounter because a lot of times they run away and sometimes you can't chase them for whatever the reasoning is. But anyway, essentially, they're going to exist within the game's framework as part of your story. So, and those characters have boss characters that command them and it will lead you kind of along a trail to get up the ranks. Uh, to, you know, ultimately, I guess, to the ranking uh, leaders of Mordor, which is probably the, you know, the Wish Kings or whomever they have in in mind to fill those shoes. But it looks very cool. The gameplay pretty much looks kind of what you would think from today's third-person action RPGs. It's, It's kind of a mixture of Batman, maybe a little bit of Assassin's Creed in there. Uh, It shows him kind of doing some stalking, some climbing, very much like Assassin's Creed. So much to the point that one of the developers behind Assassin's Creed 2 kind of pointed a finger and said, I think that's my code. Uh, There's nothing that's been officialized about this yet, but it's possible, of course, that the the developer's um, monolith behind this game maybe stole something from Ubisoft code, but I would think it's unlikely at this point. This game's got so much money behind it, I don't understand why they would go that route, but anyway it looks very cool it looks very much what i want to see out of a another lord of the rings game and there's one thing i really liked about lord of the rings war in the north it was kind of what you didn't expect it was a lot more mature it had kill moves you know it and it kinda maybe fit that same gameplay template that this one does uh, as third-person kind of an action scenario but we'll see when it gets a little closer it kinda gives you more purview into the character as well uh, italian i think his name is and why he is who he is and kind of what his powers are it looks sup- kind of familiar to maybe legacy of kane uh, he can kind of move within and out of the the wraith world which is you know of course where bilbo and Frodo go and they put the ring on and kind of whether the the wraith kings or the uh witch kings exist uh, also by straddling you know between there and the real world but Anyway, it shows some of those mechanics as well. They look kind of cool, being to phase in and out. It doesn't look like it changes the environment. It just kind of makes it, everything kind of look smoky, and you're able to kind of move stealthily. Um, But I'm really excited about this game, and I think it's going to turn out to be all right, I hope. Uh, You know, when you're kind of a fan of a series uh, or a, uh, franchise you always want the best so that's kind of what i'm hoping for here i hope it doesn't turn out to be kind of an ordinary thing and it looks like they're on the right track especially with this kind of naming and creating system that's gonna be different every time you play the game as far as the enemies are concerned which is kind of cool so be sure to check that out and uh that's kind of all i got for you this week uh, we're coming at you next week again with another episode of fate of the game cast i'll be back with my ever-present crew to discuss kind of what's been going on in our lives as far as what we've been playing. And, of course, we're going to talk about something this week, uh, our favorite bad games. And kind of not really bad games, but our favorite kind of games that were not critically successful, we should say. Uh, So until then, I'm your host, Dalton Miller. I'll catch you next time. Peace.